Welcome to the Business of Beverages, drinks industry insights with makers, marketeers, and mischief. Hello, and welcome to the Business of Beverages quiz, which occurs every two weeks, so we can clear up any ambiguity about bi-weekly or non-bi-weekly, <laughs> uh, featuring myself, Podrick, Foxy Fox, and Mr. William P. Keating. Hello, Will. Hello, Foxy. I thought we'd settled on fortnightly. Yeah, we did, but let's call a spade a spade here. I'm jet-lagged. You're a bit hungover. I couldn't remember what we decided on, so I just thought I would be like, no ambiguity. This is what it is. Every two weeks, we sit, we ask each other questions about a beverage and see who can guess the beverage first. I don't think we've actually bettered the original title or subtitle, which was our short, silly quiz, because it is short and it's definitely silly. Yeah, and increasingly so. In fact, tonight's maybe the shortest quiz on record. It's late here, and I don't know why I'm still hungover. Maybe I'm not hungover. Maybe I'm just very tired. You at least have a decent excuse. Where did you come back from? I came back from Kazakhstan. Yeah. Random. Very random. And on, on our last episode, I I did uh, give a little bit of an intro into my first 20 minutes in the country, which was <laughs> <laughs> quite interesting. Uh, but I would say that the following five days were uh, very different from my first 15 minutes. So maybe maybe we might chat it through on our, on our next episode. Absolutely. Well, well, let's go into it in detail, because I'd also love to know what the drinks culture is like in Kazakhstan. But this is a quiz. The people people want the quiz. They don't want us talking about Kazakhstan. So will we crack on with it? Let's give them questions. Will, as always, would you like to ask the questions first, or would you like to answer the questions first? I'm going to ask the questions first. Oh, okay. That's, okay That's absolutely okay. So, so, Foxy, for five points. This drink was created by a Charles Lipier Grigg and the Howdy Corporation. <laughs> the Howdy Corporation. I think the Howdy Corporation has to be the best <laughs> corporate name ever. Uh, I, I think I think what's really funny is that if you hadn't mentioned the founder's name, I would have assumed that the Howdy Corporation was Japanese or Chinese. <laughs> um, <laughs> But the the name, uh, the founder's name has put me off. Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe root beer? It is not root beer. It's not root beer. But this might help you because I'm going to give you the original name of the product. So for four points, the brand was originally called the Bib Label Lithiated Soda. Ooh, fancy. Now that's because it contained lithium citrate, up until 1948, which was, of course, a mood stabilizer. Ah. Because um, I got the soda for my mood stabilizing. I know I know most people <laughs> do, actually. Uh, so it sounds like one of those old-timey tonics. <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, sold by some snake oil salesman in a caravan on the side of a road in the Wild West. Uh, how about we go with... Oh... No, I don't think it is, but I'm going to go with tonic water. But I, 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 no, I, I, tonic water is from a different country, I think. But I'll try no. it. No, unfortunately not. It's not. But I'm going to give you a good one now, I think, for three points. <clears throat> Excuse me while I compose myself. So variants have and do include cherry, orange, raspberry, lime, plus 10, Tropical, Nimbus, Masala, Retro, Diet, Zero, Light, Mojito, Gold, Revive, Citrus Splash, Frutas, and Yerra Buena. Wow, that has not helped at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of those have been discontinued. 
I, I honestly, <laughs> I was quite impressed. That, that is impressive. Uh, I would almost suggest it's uh, every brewery doing an IPA trend ever. <laughs> uh, but I, uh, I'm, I'm fairly sure it's probably a non-alcoholic beverage. Um, that's, a, uh, that's a lot of flavors. Uh, which, I'm which, still wondering what Yerra Buena is. I have no idea, but it sounds like something Dr. Pepper might have done. Or Nimbu's Masala. Yeah, no idea. But, uh, oh, these sound like things to break into other markets. No, I'm going to go with Dr. Pepper. You're definitely getting closer, but uh, I'm afraid that's incorrect. Uh, what you might do is you might get it on this, though. Uh, so for two points, the origin of its name is disputed. As some claim it's based on the number of ingredients, others on the volume of bottles it was sold in. The volume of the bottles it was sold in. Uh, give me that clue again. So the origin of its name, its current name, not mm-hmm. its original name, um, oh, is so disputed. No, we know it. You had a name change. <laughs> As uh, some claim, it is based on the number of ingredients. Others claim that it's based on the volume of the bottles it was sold in. I feel I've heard this one before, um, and my mind has gone completely blank. No, we're, uh, we're basically saying it's a numerical based a numerical name. Based number. Uh, Oh, hang on. No. Yes. Seven up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Congratulations. Well done. Um, for one point, your, your one point clue would have been uh, mascots have included Freddy the Rooster, Cool Spot, The Spot, and most famously, Fido Dido. Ah, Fido Dido. Yeah, well, yeah. Was it the claim that it, they had sold seven million bottles in its first year or something? I, There's something big kicking around in the back of my head on that one. According to Wikipedia, it was because um, Coca-Cola was sold in six-ounce bottles and 7-Up was sold in seven-ounce bottles. And then somebody else, uh, Britfick, I think, were one of the original distributors, and they said it was because it had seven key ingredients, oh. <laughs> you know, including lithium citrate, <laughs> <laughs> which they don't mention so much anymore. No, no. It's, it's now owned by PepsiCo, I think, isn't it? Uh, it's distributed by PepsiCo and owned by Dr. Pepper. Oh, that's quite an interesting little brand history. There you go. And that's what we do here. <laughs> and of course, uh, if there's ever a dispute, we go with the answer that is on Wikipedia. Because <laughs> that's so reliable. Yeah, it's, look, it's, it's where everybody else is going to go to find the answers. Um, okay, so two points. Well done. Okay, okay. I'll take it. Uh, are you ready for your random beverage? Yes, I am. Okay, well, uh, for five points, this beverage was first released in 1964, featuring a clear bottle and a holographic label. How futuristic. Mm-hmm. Mm. A clear bottle and a holographic label. Uh, okay. Um, I, I'm going to try and stick with something which continues to be sold in clear bottles. And I'm going to say... Corona. Uh, good guess. It is not Corona. Okay. Um, I, th- I think Corona's been around a little bit longer than 64, but... Uh, I, 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 I know certainly other company has, um, but I thought perhaps the, the Corona brand might have been a late latecomer. All right. Well, th- this, this might help a little bit. The typical ABV, because it has changed over the years, but tends to stand around 20% ABV. 
and due to its incredible sweetness, is usually mixed with something of a more sour flavor in cocktails. Oh. Midori. It is Midori. Well done. <laughs> Uh, yes. Um, so I remember making Midori stone sours for people in, uh, the States when I worked as a bartender and just being revolted by it. <laughs> uh, it is of course, a, it's a melon liqueur, isn't it? It is. Yes. Yeah. Um, so in, in try, so for, for three points, your clue would have been, uh, that the, uh, Suntory changed the name of the product to Midori to sell it in the United States where it first appeared uh, in 1978 at the release party of Saturday Night Fever. Now, there's a there's a fact. There's a there's a clue. Um, <laughs> they for for two points, they changed the recipe in 2013 to be much less sweeter to sweet uh, to suit the more modern palate and the brand has seen a little bit of a mini revival ever since. And then for one point, this melon flavored liqueur is most commonly found in the cocktail the Japanese slipper. <sighs> There we go. Yeah, um, I I don't ever remember making a Japanese slipper, but I definitely remember making um, Midori's stone sours with amaretto uh, and um, uh, lemon juice. I think. But yeah, it's a long time ago. So apparently, up until 2013, it was all synthetic flavoring that was used, and then in 2013, they switched to more natural flavors to bring the the sweetness, dull the sweetness back, and also reduce the sugar content uh, quite considerably. Yeah, like the thing was just, it was revolting. Like if you spilt it on the bar, you needed, you know, caustic to get it off. It was awful stuff. Like just sticky, sticky. Sticky, sticky. And just, yeah, like, you know, I, I, if nobody's ever seen it, they should look it up. It's kind of like a green color. Um, obviously, you know, I, I would think that with these changes and the more natural uh, bent, maybe maybe it's worthy of a reappraisal. But for I remember in the 90s, it was yucky. Well, uh, I, for one, am willing to go to the Celtic Whiskey Store and drop 25 euro on a bottle, uh, as my research <laughs> showed me on, Wikipedia, on uh, Google this evening. <laughs> uh, well, listen, we'll leave it there. But um, can, can you give us any teasers for um, you know your, your insights into Kazakhstan? Did you come across much Midori in, in Kazakhstan? Uh, no Midori. I found one other Irish person, and apparently I was the first Irish person he had seen in three years in the country. <laughs> Um, so Kieran from Galway <laughs> nice to meet you over there um, the very 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 interesting beverage culture uh, in that the Kazakhs were originally nomads yes. so bar culture is something that is incredibly new uh, it, it did feel a little bit like being in Japan in the 1980s maybe where yeah. everything has a theme and uh, did find out a little bit more about the history of, of their own uh, fermented beverages that they, they have consumed over the years I can feel that's coming up in a quiz in the in the near future. You know what, Will? It's so niche. I think it would be very unfair to try and do it as a, uh, a quiz question. But I will talk about it on the on the next episode a little bit more. Brilliant. All right. Thanks, Foxy. Thanks, Will. Enjoy the hangover. I'm not hungover. I'm just very tired. And emotional. Thank you for listening to The Business of Beverages. It's been our pleasure to bring you this episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe and recommend us to one other friend or colleague. As ever, we are independently produced and self-funded, so we appreciate your support in listening, sharing, or reviewing this podcast. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter, where we go by at bizbevpod. If you'd like to support us further, you can find us on buymeacoffee.com forward slash bizbevpod.
Have you ever had it? Uh, of a vague memory of it at like a college party or something. Uh, we did a college party years ago where the theme was you had to bring the bottle from the back of the liquor cabinet. Uh, so yeah. the thing that never got drunk. I, f- I, f- I feel it was a similar. It, it was it was the worst idea ever. It was like a br- every thought that's a brilliant idea. But actually, it meant that everybody was on spirits and everybody thought they were awful. And they we just had to drink them quicker to make it taste better. Yeah. Whoa. I brought Goldschläger. That's actually not the worst. Uh, I think no. the worst was was one called uh, a guy found a half bottle of something called Irish Nights with a K. And it was a peach flavored wine based Irish cream liqueur. Beat that. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. There, there's no. a story for a future episode.